0: Going, everybody. This is Alice Caceres, and you're listening to Story of the Fight.
1: I feel like we're getting there with the intro. We're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. <laughs> Ever been, since we switched I'm over. <laughs> hey, everybody, thank you for joining us. Another week of Story of the Fight. My name is Romero. That's my boy, Will. And uh, in the background, you know what I'm saying, but we got Richie Casual, our producer, on the ones and twos as well, also working <laughs> on getting this intro right. But hey, yeah. do you have anything going on this last week,
0: Will? No, not too much. Just work. Just work and uh, coming home sleeping. <laughs> not much.
1: <laughs> nice, dude. Getting ready for the wedding? Yeah, dude yeah almost there right around the corner right around the corner dude uh your boy here played some dungeons and dragons last night for the first time ever yeah is that yeah. gonna be a
0: routine you gonna keep doing that
1: i i don't think they could fit me into the campaign at this point you know what i mean but yeah. shout out to rich the casual for uh you know letting me slide in there to his campaign uh yeah. but it was a blast man and then
0: it was a great time thank you for enjoying and visiting and uh we are working on the intro. It's tough, man. Every time we do something new, a new problem comes up. But we're gonna <laughs> tackle each one as we go. Love it. Thank you, Rich. Uh, the hard
1: part though was getting back home like at one or like twelve thirty one, and then having to watch fights. So like last oh, night, so I you were back, watching live. No, I couldn't watch live, dude. When you're a Lagambi <laughs> and you're trying to avoid getting killed by these guys, you know what I mean? You gotta. Yeah. Got to focus in on that. So I watched uh, the um, undercard, the prelims, and then I watched the uh, main card. Like after I got yeah. back, and then this morning, which is cool though, because I got a lot of thing that's like a lot of things that are fresh on my mind.
0: That's yeah. That, that's that's a uh, a benefit. Pros and cons. That, man. Am I sleepy? Cons. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Did you get the excitement so, you know, of watching okay, live? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, before we get going, though, don't forget. Everybody, if you like our content, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Uh, We're trying to get to 2,000 subscribers as quickly as possible. Uh, What do we have right now, Well, We're close to 1,100?
0: I think we're like 10 away from 1,100. Nice. You remember like
1: three months ago, we are like, hey, let's get to
0: 300. Dude, in May, we were like, oh, we just hit 350. Let's get to 400. And then here we are, end of June, and we're already over 1,000. That's cool.
1: Yeah, I appreciate all the support, everybody. And then if uh, you don't like watching us on YouTube, you like listening, you got Spotify, Breaker Podcast, Radio Public, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. Uh, you can also see some posts here and there on social media.
0: Yeah, yeah it's uh, at StoryTheFight on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Reddit. We're Reddit on the word of getting banned from TikTok. We got banned from Reddit, but it's just a two day ban. And then I accidentally was still commenting on my personal account and then they're like hey you're trying to circumvent your ban that you got so now you're oh, banned dang. for three days it's like damn it <laughs> i didn't think about that <laughs> it's like
1: it's like a parent you know like don't hey, you want another day you want yeah another exactly day? you know oh yeah. man so we're banned so. from reddit for a few days we're close to getting banned from tiktok where it's really not that bad we're not super controversial
0: dude what i said on reddit that got us banned i've seen way worse on the mma subreddit I thought it was pretty tame. I think there's just one mod that's probably. it's Dom Cruz that's running the Reddit. Yeah, <laughs> right yeah. Now. He's like, that's so funny. It's okay, like, hey, <laughs> man. <laughs> Bad. Two days. Uh, yeah.
1: No, but hey, we had UFC Vegas 57 last night. Uh, yeah. Saryukian versus Gamrot. You want to go and get into it right now?
0: Yeah. Matush, Let's do it, Gamrot man. Gamrot versus Armin Saryukian. This, say, this say, was a. Matush, uh, uh,
1: Matush or Matush? I think it's, I think it's Matush. Matush, okay, Matush yeah. Gamrot. I like it. I'll yeah. go with that, Matush.
0: Shout out, uh, Brandon Fitzgerald was excellent in this fight. Some of the best commentary from a play-by-play guy I've heard in a long time in this one. Picking up on yeah. reads and stuff. Um, Putting in the work, yeah. man. Putting in the man Putting in hours. The work. Putting in the man hours to get you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, this fight, going into it, it was like, why are these guys both not inside the top 10? You know? And clearly these guys are top five. Like the fact that Connor and like Tony are ahead of these, both these guys in the rankings at this point is just kind of crazy to me because clearly these guys are like at the next level in this division, not even in this division, but in the sport, they are so good.
1: As this fight was going, I want to say it was like uh, the beginning of the third round or halfway through the third round. I thought to myself, man, this isn't the last time we're going to watch these guys fight each other.
0: And next time
1: we watch them fight each other. It's probably going to be like a title contender eliminator or it's going to be a title fight. Or these guys are just so high level, man.
0: Yeah, it's the same thing when Armin fought um, Islam, Mahachev. It was like, okay, these guys are going to fight again and the belt's going to be on the line. So I wonder how long it's going to take. And this is kind of one of those things again. Like, dude, the, the grappling exchanges in the first two rounds were absolute insanity. Both of them shooting at the same time. Both of them hitting, or well, Gamrat really was hitting the gramby rolls, a rolling knee bar to get out of a, a takedown. Uh, just incredible takedown defense from both of them, and just such cool grappling. And then on the feet, Armin, it would have been nice to see Armin kind of make some adjustments mid-fight, but uh, I think his game plan was, uh, geez, damn, it! look at that. What a cool That's picture. That's a great picture, huh? Yeah, Gamrat shooting for the takedowns. It looks like he's screaming through it. But, I love uh, it uh he kept doing that right he'd go for the single leg and he he'd grab the ankle and just go straight over i forgot what mm-hmm. it's called it's uh there's there's a term for it but uh he almost gets your ankle over his shoulder and just runs straight through you and somehow an elite level athlete has your ankle over their shoulder and sprints forward at you and you're able to just hop back on one leg fast enough to to cover the distance and and then end up defending the takedown that was incredible to see like three or four times Gamrot tried that takedown, and Armin was able to just hop out of the way, or hop out of the way. Uh, But you're saying you would have liked to see, uh, so you can make the adjustment.
1: Would have been less uh, leg kicks. Would have been less uh, kicks in general.
0: It seemed like the game plan was defend his takedowns, especially that high leg, the high single Mm -hmm. leg. Um, And when I'm being proactive striking wise, it's leg kicks, body kicks. The body kick was there. If if Gamrot was orthodox outside leg kick and as soon as Gamrat would switch stance to southpaw that same kick would come up a little bit higher and go straight to the body and you can see in this picture just barely under the ribs of uh Gamrat I mean it was purple from that body kick mm-hmm. so so that was it right at range outside leg kick or if he switches to southpaw uh right leg body kick yeah um and then as as the reactionary it's all lead hand it was check hooks it was pumping the jab, it, I mean, mm. anytime Gamrot would explode in, it was jab, jab, check hook, and just all like three punches from the lead hand. And that was kind of it. It was forward kicks or reactive lead hand. And there really wasn't much. They He kind of started getting into second gear a little bit later in the fight, but it seemed like that was pretty much the game plan that he stuck with the entire fight. Um, and, and that makes it a little bit easier for Gamera to to start figuring out what else can I do you know, he he yeah. started he ditched that that the uh, high single leg takedown, ended up getting a slick takedown I think in the fifth where he he snuck around and got the back. Mm-hmm. Um, Gamrot made more adjustments than Armin did in this fight for sure.
1: Yeah, and you know, uh, in the beginning it was very heavy kicks for mm-hmm. Saryukian. Um and then he started working his jab a little bit in the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing I noticed too is that uh, Gamrot likes to parry yeah the jab a lot so i would love to see so you can come in with like a a jab and then a hook with the mm-hmm. exact same left you know what i mean uh just yeah. to give he him would, something else to think about he would do that when
0: when Gamert would rush in but not not as a proactive thing you yeah know? Not, not to get a reaction it was the reaction exactly um and like you said
1: he was just uh, becoming a little bit predictable now uh it seemed like in the third round, so you can start to gas out a little bit more. Because in the first couple rounds, whenever there was any grappling exchanges, you're like, oh shit, man, like it's both these guys are so <laughs> high level, the scrambles, uh, you know, and they both have such a high sense of urgency around not staying down there. Yeah. So there's yeah. a lot of energy that's being expelled at that moment mm-hmm. in trying to avoid staying down there, right? Um, but it, it seemed like in the fourth round. In the fifth round, Gamrod just had like an extra gear, yeah. Uh, whether it was pinning so you can end up against the cage and making it a little bit dirtier, you know, in, yep. in the clinch, or, or with the actual takedowns themselves where he was able to maintain top position a little bit longer.
0: Yeah, and <clears throat> not just that, uh, Gamrod's ability to recover was incredible because he got cracked a couple times where it looks like, oh, this was the most significant shot, and then he's just right back there pressuring. And didn't look wobbly ever. Didn't I mean he got dropped in the fourth? Yeah, uh, and just kind of popped right back up and was fine. How did you score it? Um, I know a lot of people are upset with the decision. I don't think it was really a robbery, um, but I did think it was pretty clear rounds one, two, and four for Armin. I gave uh, okay, Gambrot so you would have given five. it Saryukin. I would, yeah, and there might be some bias there, but. I thought the first two rounds were pretty clear for Armin. Um, I did too. And then in the fourth, he out, not only did he outstrike him, but he also dropped him. So how do you not And, you know, place? I know there was a lot of clinch
1: work up against the fence. Like when I was talking about the clinch work mm-hmm. from uh, Gamrot, that's the round that I'm thinking about in the fourth round. Yeah. Um, and we go back to that same question, like how much work was done in that clinch to win you the round. So at yeah. that point, you know, uh, maybe he's outstruck a little bit by Saryukian. He gets dropped right in, in the fourth yeah. round. Um, does all that work and maybe like let's say octagon control yeah outweigh knockdown. <laughs> the knockdown <laughs> and the, the spiking? It's a little yeah.
0: crazy, right? It, well, uh, it goes back to last week. We talked about like what the fight like how can the fighters know what they need to do to win at these in these days? Like we talked about it before. It's like, what if you went into a baseball game and, and you didn't and you cross home plate, and they're like, oh, we, we actually don't count that now. Now we count uh, only doubles. Like, yeah. only doubles and stolen bases count as points, not crossing home plate. Which would make like, it pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah, But, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like what's happening, though. Because yeah, I, I see a lot of people talking about how, by these standards in this fight, Valentina should have lost her belt in her last fight. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, maybe. She kept getting taken down. She got swept a couple times. Submission threats. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I had uh, I had Armin taking one, two, and four, but it was an incredible fight. It was, fight. Close. It it was close. An incredible. Fight. And the other <laughs> really thing too, is, high level fight. The other thing too is is goes back to just the ten eights or ten nines, ten eights. Maybe we needed something more granular because there's they're, they're a clear round versus one where it's razor thin. Like those those shouldn't weigh the same on the yep. scorecards, you know. But I don't think we'll ever see that change. No, we won't. I don't. I don't think so. It's like too. Not, uh, not it's too established now. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. No one likes to admit right, that they have something wrong. What do you <sighs> Especially do next? when
1: you're the largest uh, mixed martial arts organization in the world, right? Yeah. What, uh, what do you I do mean, next? that's a great question. That's a great question because when we take a look at it here, at 155, Saryukin so was 11, Gamrot was 12. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, I would just kind of switch those two.
0: You got to jump higher. These guys got to jump higher, man. They got to. These guys are better than, in my opinion, better than Dariush, better than RDA, better than Connor, better than Ferguson. I mean,
1: it, you know, and and I'm not going to argue with you on that one, but the fact of the matter is that, I mean, Tony Ferguson has a fight coming up, right? Yeah, and more than likely he's going to lose. <laughs> Hate Damn. to say that, uh, but I, I think he'll drop off. Nine here pretty soon. He already Wait, fell from eight. Who's Ferguson nine. fighting? Hey, how about Conor McGregor jumps Tony Ferguson in the rankings? Yeah, for no reason. <laughs> but but what, <laughs> who's hilarious. still fighting?
0: Uh, who does he have going? Let's see here. I don't think he's fighting anybody. He's still <clears throat> recovering from that knockout. Oh, huh?
1: man. No, I want to say that he had somebody booked. I can't remember who it is. Because, it
0: because uh, RDA's booked against uh, Fazeev. Conor's Doing a bunch of blow and not getting tested by USADA. Oh no, you're right. You know what? I might have been thinking about the Chandler fight. Hmm. Yeah, might
1: have been. Thinking well, about you were the Chandler right. Fight, in hindsight, he did lose that. Yeah, so he he <laughs> ended up losing. I mean, he but, just doesn't have very much left in the in the tank, right? Well, it's just. I mean, it's
0: crazy to me because it, I feel like Saruken and Gamrot. I mean, they're top five guys. I mean, I don't think Fiziev. Maybe I would love to see that that fight, honestly, Fiziev versus both these guys. But uh, Tony Connor, RDA, and Darius. All of them, I think, skill-wise, are below these guys. So if, if, yeah. I'm, if I'm Gamrot, who do you call out? Justin Gaethje? You reach for the stars, dude. You shoot up. I mean, it's, these yeah. guys have been held down by these inactive lightweights. It's crazy. All these guys who refuse to fight down, except for Dan Hooker, and now he's at 13. <laughs> That's probably why they refuse to fight down. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Because <laughs> there's absolute killers, yeah. uh, you know, between 15 and 10, and they're like, well, I don't want to fall that far down. I think and, we have a Rydell about,
0: that has a fight coming up too, right? Uh, Yeah, he's booked against... Uh, <clears throat> I think it's next week, actually. Who is it? Turner. Yeah, Jalen Turner. Yeah. A great fight. But, I mean, it all is. these guys, like, there's this group that is just blocking this next level of lightweight from rising up. And it's, it's, it's so infuriating to watch because we have guys talking about, who should Connor fight next? Maybe Nate? Who should Tony fight next? Maybe Nate? And it's like, these guys are in the top 10. If We're talking yeah. about these being the next matchups, get them the fuck out of the rankings because yeah. none of those guys are top 15. I mean, Connor, you could argue, you uh, can beat a lot of these guys. I'm not gonna, I'm, I know I'm a Connor hater, but he can knock out anybody. Um, but the fact of the matter is, his last win at lightweight was Eddie Alvarez in 2016, right? Damn, last time he won at lightweight, and he's ranked number eight.
1: Yeah, the other ones were at uh Waltwood, I believe. Yeah, against yeah. against lightweight, against lightweight, but. but.
0: But also yeah. against Cowboy, so it doesn't dude. really count as a top 10 win. Dude, that, that keeps you at number eight? I mean, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, that's rough. That's lightweight's rough. But, uh,
0: a, lightweight's a shit show.
1: It, it really is, and uh, that's unfortunate for uh, Sergukin and, and Gamrot. Yeah. Uh, but maybe, uh, dude, at least, at least,
0: if I'm Gamrot, give me an RDA. At least. Well, he's fighting Fazeev soon, in a couple weeks. So it's like, if I'm Gamrot, so, and they're talking about doing of, one, winner fazeev in RDA? Yeah, maybe. Um but I'd like to see some of these guys that aren't active taking fights. Like like uh I, I they're talking about doing Mahachev versus Oliveira, uh which even though they were supposed to he was supposed to fight Darush, and people are like, "Daruyush finally gets his shot." And it's like, "Yeah, but you know, that's what happens. You have to be active." So, maybe Gamrot versus Darius, uh that'll get him into the top 5 with a win. Um Gechi's got to fight I down. I just don't think
1: Darius is going to want to fight down.
0: No, but and I, that, and that's a big problem with the UFC. It's like if you guys are turning down fights, then you drop the ranking no matter what. I'm sorry. Yeah, you Rodriguez. Or or pulling from the top 15 altogether. Yeah, it's like and that's what they did with uh Gillespie, right? Yeah. So it's like I mean, if you're turning down Double fights standards. actively Yeah, I mean, they're not going to do that to Connor, who's hasn't fought hasn't got a win at lightweight since 2016 it's been six years crazy it's been six years and he's in the top 10 not only You're that right. but actively moving up in the rankings it's crazy yeah, he just like i said he just jumped the ferguson who's been active it's
1: awesome yeah. all right uh anything else on that fight
0: no that kind of turned into a rant but very excited <laughs> to see the, the rest of these guys career though both of them are so good
1: for sure all right before that uh, we can now cover Rachmanov <laughs> versus Neil Magny, dude. Neil Magny, another one that just won't go away, won't go but, away, but he's active, he's willing to fight, he's
0: very willing to active. fight down, and not just that, calling out Hamza, calling out Rachmanov. Like, very, I mean, and he talks about it. he's like, I'm tired of chasing rankings, they don't make sense anymore. I'm gonna fight these guys that no one wants to fight, and you gotta at least admire the sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> Exhibit B. <laughs> you know. Exhibit you know, we yeah. already covered Exhibit A with Dan Hooker, Exhibit B, yeah and why people
1: don't want to fight down. Yeah, <laughs> We're exactly. pretty much just... <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. But, uh, Rockmanov, we've been talking about this guy already for Long quite time. some time. Uh, and for me, this was Rockmanov's biggest test thus far.
0: Yeah, because Neil Magny is a very real test. The guy is very He's good everywhere. High cardio, solid grappling. Uh put out. and.
1: He he's uh he puts a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. uh on uh his opponents, uh and a lot of the people that have fought Neil Magny, win or lose, say hey this is one of my toughest fights.
0: Yeah, I mean w- w- his last fight was that against Griffin. When was that fight? Was that it was recent, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, his last fight. Here. So he he won a split decision against uh, Max Griffin. I thought in he March? won. Yeah, but in that fight he got dropped in the first round. Did he not? He was like Griffin almost put him out. But he's he so hard to actually put away.
1: He beat Jeff Neal before that.
0: Yeah, Jeff Neal. Before that, he lost to Kiesa in a terrible fight. But I mean, he's always he has good wins and beat Robbie Lawler, who, Li Jing Liang, yeah. dude. I mean, Carlos Condit, Johnny Hendricks, Hector it, Lombard, Kelvin Gastelum, Eric Silva. I mean, that, like, that's I mean, the good. level
1: of fighter that Neil Magny has been fighting for quite some time already. You know, so this is yeah. why when I saw this matchup, I was super excited. Mm-hmm. uh one because i i like neil magny man and uh you know i thought to myself if he beats rocknov it's his ability to show like hey like i'm still in the mix yeah Maybe i, I one wouldn't more look run. down
0: on i wouldn't look down on Rockmanov if magny won, i would look higher exactly. at, at yeah.
1: exactly and but then at the same time i was like oh
0: <laughs> shit Rachmanov, man like
1: if yeah. he beats neil magny and he beats him in spectacular fashion mm-hmm. like we here we go man here we go, yeah, and dude, look at this
0: ground and pound, yeah, dude, there was a couple times where he would punch through and and Maggie's so crafty off his back that he would slip it and he would just punch straight the mat and I was like, dude, yeah, he hits hard like he might break his wrist right now, dude. it looks so it was gnarly. nuts,
1: man, I saw that too yeah. uh but dude rockmanoff, fantastic, a lot of power. I loved seeing his grappling because I feel like mm-hmm. we've known and we've heard that he's a good grappler. But the thing that I've been more impressed with, with uh rockman office is striking.
0: Yeah. And that might come from everybody hearing about how good his grappling is that they're just so worried about getting taken down that he hits him with a wheel kick, (laughs) you know? Exactly. (laughs) So it like, it just
1: showed, Hey, this guy's more well-rounded than we probably thought.
0: Yeah. And shout out to submission. It was with two seconds left in the round and like 30 seconds before that, Brenneth's Joe's like, yeah, and Rachmanov still has never seen a third round. Uh, let's see what happens. <laughs> and then Rahmanov was like, oh shit, the second round's almost over. I don't want to go to the third. And then he just jumps on the gear. Gi- it looked like he just decided to choke him out. Like he was like, oh shit, I'm almost it, out of It was of time. beautiful. And then, <laughs>
1: and in this case, uh, Rachmanov had uh, Magny up against the cage, right? And Magny was mm-hmm. trying to stand up. And yeah. you could see him like try to sink it in at first, like threaten it.
0: He was trying to, yeah.
1: And Magny made, like, a few small adjustments and, like, kept on trying to get up. And then that last time where he, like, put a hand down to try to, you know, yeah, post, to post. Yeah. And then he just sunk it in so quickly, man. Yeah. And, and I, I thought he was going to be able to get out of the round because Magny seemed like he was just chilling.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, it that that's tight right there. And he's kind of turned up against the fence. Like, mm-hmm. bad position to be in. You know, he can't. And if you look at his legs too it's not like he can like prop himself up to try to like even just kind of crunch a little bit to to alleviate some of the pressure if you're he's almost flattened out he might as well be flattened out here that's tough. And yeah. How about uh Rakmanov now? Uh 8 wins by knockout, 8 wins by submission.
1: Man, that's crazy, man. Killer, dude. Just an absolute killer. Uh so yeah. th- then the question comes in, what do you do with Rakmanov in the Waltway division?
0: Wait, What's wait, next? but but you realize how ridiculous that stat is, right? When you look at his record, Dude, it's
1: ridiculous. Hundred percent finish rate.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. It's eight wins by knockout, eight wins by submission, sixteen total wins.
1: That's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, where man. do you want to lose? How do you want to yeah. lose? It's just like, tell me.
0: Well, if you if he uh, his next fight, however he finishes it, it's like if he gets a knockout. Of his next fight, whoever fights him next, just don't go to the ground. Just, he's, <laughs> he's just gonna keep it even. <laughs> that's
1: that's fantastic, man. So he was ranked 15th yep. uh, coming in. Neil Magny was ranked 10th. So again, props to Neil Magny for wanting to take that fight.
0: You um, need people like him in the rankings. Yeah. You know, you know Michael Chiesa, maybe. It, dude, if I'm Rachmanov and I'm the UFC, it's off to the races. He's given past uh, 10. He's in the top 10. I, I mean, we have a similar situation
1: here with a Jorge Masvidal at eight, right? Yep uh go to we jail have or whatever a lot of welterweights that <laughs> or whatever <laughs> yeah. that uh, might not want to fight
0: down uh, i don't know if Luque. steven wonderboy thompson would want to fight down no nah, if i'm if i'm Rachmanov, i know he called out uh wonderboy and then in the post fight he called out nick diaz and jorge masvidal uh but i think Rachmanov, if i'm him realistically i'm shooting for luke luke is coming off a loss in my opinion you should have to fight down if you lose Especially if you're in the top ten, and Rachmanov just beats ten, he should fight number six because, I mean, it's it's off to the races. This guy is, I mean, sixteen fights and sixteen finishes. Yeah, let's go. And he just beat Neil Magny. And he just beat Neil Magny at number at number ten. So let's get up there. Let's right. leapfrog it. Fast let's leapfrog. Because because let's uh... be real with 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 Kamaru, Everybody talks about how oh, he's. He's beaten Colby a hundred times. He's beaten Jorge a hundred times. And he's beaten Burns already. Like he's already beaten everybody. He's fighting Leon, who he, he's already beat. And we have guys like Hamza and Rachmanov. Let's just get him in. At a certain point when a dominant champ is so dominant, we need to start lessening uh the criteria to get a title shot, in my opinion. And if you're Uzbres fighters.
1: If you're Uzman, you would want that. Because imagine what that does for your legacy when your list yeah, but people that you've taken out is just like so. Well, big. Everybody
0: talks about is Usman the goat at welterweight? Is he the greatest welterweight? No, GSP is still. But why is GSP the goat at welterweight? <clears throat> it's because he fought everybody. How many unique title defenses did did GSP have? I mean, I think he had like nine title defenses, and 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 like most of them were new opponents. That's that's what it is, man. You keep coming, new, keep bringing new guys in, and I'll keep beating them. That's how you become the greatest of, of a division.
1: Yeah. And, uh, Jamie, shout out Jamie. Uh, is it Cheryl? Cheryl? Uh, I'm not sure how Jamie to it, but Jamie coming through and saying, uh, one of the other guys that was on the main card. Uh, so, you know, well, we'll look into it and see, you know, yeah. what what it is that, uh, that we think maybe we should do like a predictions episode, like in the top 15, like we just start setting up fights. Matchmaker episodes. Yeah. Matchmaker episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'd be cool. We have folks like a uh, Jamie hop in there too and see what it is that they would, uh, they would recommend setting up. Hey, it, yeah. all I know is that if you're in a room with Sean Shelby, will you guys would probably throw down because Sean Shelby will be like, "Dude, I got the
0: perfect person for rocking yeah. off." He's and like, it's like, <laughs> and he's like, somehow he's gonna he's gonna fight Michelle Pajeda
1: Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like what? <laughs> and then you'd be like, "No, dude, he needs to leapfrog. You know, he needs to leapfrog and fight Vicente Luque." And he's like, "No, he has to he's wait like, to see <laughs> what happens between." Gilbert
0: Burns versus Usman, too. Yeah. We, just, we just wait to see what happens between Kobe versus Jorge in in court. And then, because if, if Kobe wins that, he should get a title shot. And then it's like, wait, what? No. Well, well slow slow pace, Will, okay? You're,
1: you're moving too fast. Yeah. Um, all right. Ready for the next one? Yeah, let's move on. All right. So... We had Josh Parisian versus Alain Bodeau. Yes, we did. This was on the main card. <laughs> yes, we did. This is so, on dude, the main this card. Is so funny in this one. Because uh so Bodeau had this interesting combo, right? Where you throw like a, a jab jab, and then he came with like this swinging like hammer yeah. fist from this weird angle. And he did it a few times. The first time I was like, you know what? He probably changed his mind in the middle of a hook and was like, ah, I'm in too deep already. So yeah, let me yeah. do and something. And then dropped him.
0: So he was like, oh
1: yeah, he did it again. <laughs> he kept on doing it again. Uh but then uh and Bisping's so funny because Brendan's like a lot of heavy, uh open-handed action here. <laughs> yeah. like, well he's well, he's French, Brendan. He <laughs> said yeah. I'm like, Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: like hilarious, yeah. man. But uh man the commentary was on point last night. I still it stand by it. Fitzgerald Felder and Bisping is the best. It's such a perfect so combination, good. you know, of like
1: like deep down breakdowns. Brandon Fitzgerald with the color commentary, or not the color commentary, play, the, the play by, by play. Yeah. And Bisbing with a little bit of comedy here and there. You know, it's like just yeah. it's a perfect
0: like uh recipe it's perfect. For, for a great night. Uh the but, only thing uh, that make Parisian, it better is you put you put Felder in for the post fight interviews. That would make it better. But oh for sure. Yeah, have everything. For
1: sure. But uh uh Parisian, I dude, this is a, a perfect example for all the jujitsu practitioners. Yeah, yeah. Uh when you see where he's trying to sink in the armbar against mm. uh Badeau, right? And he he doesn't have it locked in all the way it was a little bit lazy and it seems like he was it was kind of like a shot in the dark you and know like, hey, was like,
0: kind of just like cool you're gonna do that like
1: exactly so he <laughs> finds himself in such a vulnerable position and mm-hmm. he just hammer fists the shit out of his left eye <laughs> yeah, dude. like maybe five times in a row before he finally like i was like oh wait like this is hurting me it, it, looked, it literally looked like
0: bad. it looked like bado was kind of just like I'm just going to let you keep setting this up, making you think that you might get this armbar somehow, even though we're heavyweights and I'm stacking you. And my elbow's out of it. But if you want to keep trying for it, go ahead because I'm just waiting for you to think that you have it locked up so that I can just smash you. That's literally what it looked like. And Parisian was like, am I going to get this?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I was (laughs) shocked (laughs) to see the the comeback from Parisian because he seemed like he was really hurt. He seemed like he was really hurt that first round. Uh, Maybe too much from Bado when he
0: was trying to put him out. I don't think it was that. I think it was just uh Bado just kind of I mean he didn't have an answer for the takedowns in the top game. And I mean as soon as uh Parisian ended up on top and he's like throwing the uppercuts, he's like looking at the ref, he's like come on. you stop it. Yeah. It's like dude, none of these are doing anything. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's so funny, dude. Hey, a for effort though. He's like hey, get me out of here, right?
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm exhausted. Yeah, you know- <laughs>
1: I do want to call out one um, adjustment that Parisian made that I thought was was really good. In that first round, whenever they get in close quarters, Parisian would kind of throw, like with his head down, like a hook and then try to go to the body. And yeah. Bodeau did a really good job of clinching behind his head and then hitting Gino him with ch- really close shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. like hammer fists, hooks, and that's what really hurt Bodeau. And I thought to myself, like, dude, when you're getting in close quarters like that, Use your footwork. Use your head movement. Do something. Don't let him just grab onto you like that, and you stay there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what he ended up doing instead is got close quarters. Bado would go to clinch, and then he'd go for the takedown at that point. Exactly. Yeah. So even if he didn't get the takedown, Bado had to let go because he was like, "Oh, dude, I got to defend this because I yeah. I don't want anything to do with him on the ground."
0: Yeah. I mean, so props the to pra- Parisian. Pregen's top game looked really good in this fight, but Bado had like zero answers for it. I thought he was gonna punch himself out at some I mean I feel like he still kind of did, but uh because he was just like hitting him and they're like, they both punch they're, themselves like out. they're like if he just keeps hitting them, they'll stop this fight. And he it seemed like he almost heard it and was like, Oh, and then just like kept going, and then all of a sudden yeah. they're just like the slowest, like like the speed just it
1: was slowly going down. Well, there's no answer from Alan either, you know. know so, so you gotta stop it. Do it. Do it. All right, man. So funny. And uh, not much else to say on this fight.
0: No, it's crazy that this this was on the main card of, like, a card full of, like, hyped prospects. I get it, they're heavyweights, but Gotta meet the quota, dude. All
1: right. Uh, Before that, we had uh, another fight that I was excited about. No, Thiago Moises versus Christos Diagos. Yeah. Dude, I love watching Moises
0: fight. Glad to see him get back in the win column, honestly. I mean, another guy who's very game and is fighting guys that people don't want to (laughs)
1: fight. So he had lost to Islam Mahachev, lost to Joel Alvarez, and now he's like you said, back on the wing column against Christos Chiagos.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at the losses that he's had in the UFC, and it's Dariush, Ismogulov, Mahachev, and Joel Alvarez. Like he's gonna be one of those guys kinda like RDA where later in the career you're gonna be like, damn, look at this guy's resume of the guys that he yeah. fought. Like I mean, not not necessarily winning all the Record of them, might not but, be I mean, perfect, but
1: yeah. you respect the resume. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Dude, the the thing, so when he clinches with uh Diagos up against the cage, you mm. know, and he, and he's very methodical with yeah. his next step, step by step by step, setting everything up. And you see mm. uh Diagos look over at the ref and he's like, dude, he's not doing anything. I'm like, No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, he's to bro, you out. <laughs> because he is doing something and he's slowly gaining better position on you. Yeah, but it's like don't don't focus on looking at the ref and asking like uh separation did like hey stop the fight bro you're swinging and looking at the ref and you're missing him you're missing a bunch (laughs) jagos he's gaining better position on you slowly methodically and you're looking at the ref asking him to to separate Mm -hmm. and and
0: and, so frustrating yeah Yeah. and and moises i mean he did the, the tried and true threatened with the choke with this arm and then as soon as you escape it, ha, just kidding. I was trying to get this one the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And then not got only did he, he got, it, got it under the neck and I was like, oh, uh, but, but he doesn't have the other hand right behind the, behind the head. Uh, he couldn't quite get it right there. Uh, so then he switched it. So then the right, right arm to the right. Is, yeah. He sw- so that he couldn't get that. That was across the chin. So he switches once uh, Giagos pulls the arm down. Because he pulls his left arm down away from the neck. And then he just shoots the right under. And then he's like, oh, shit. And then he lets go of the left arm to fight the right arm. And so he couldn't lock it up because of the hand fighting. But instead, he just, instead of going like this, he just reaches over and grabs the the elbow and then pulls it tight like that. Nasty. Dude, that was Nasty. so beautiful, man. And Bisping's and- like, did he just do a one-arm rear naked choke? And it's like, no, Bisping, come on. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't just squeeze him like this and choke him out.
1: Which, look. <laughs> With somebody like a Thiago Moises, I'm sure that he has a very, very strong squeeze with just one arm. No mm-hmm. doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, but it just goes to show just his experience, right? And being able yeah. to grab that elbow and just using that leverage to be mm-hmm. able to make it an even tighter squeeze. And that was yeah. it. It was, it was a flawless on.
0: setup, man. He set it, it up really with was. the left. He attacks the left, so then it opens up the right. And then he, he attacks the right, and then he can do a modified rear naked. I mean, it was beautiful. So You know yeah. what
1: Thiago Moises didn't do? Just look uh, at the
0: fucking ref and ask him to stop the fight. Yeah. Yeah, I got the choke. Are you going to stop it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey, dude, it's, you know, it's, it's in tight. It's yeah. in tight. Dude, just <laughs> focus in on what's going on. Let the ref do his mm-hmm. job. Uh, maybe he would have noticed. I'm not saying that it would have prevented him from losing this fight. You know, I'm not no. saying that. Yeah. But maybe, maybe he would have caught something that he didn't catch. Yeah. when, Because like I said, even me, a bum sitting on the couch, was watching. I'm like, <laughs> oh, dude, he's taking his back. Yeah, Like, he's yeah. slowly moving his way around, you know. He's grabbing on the wrist. He's making these little moves with his leg to kind of get Diaglos uh, yeah. out of position to make it easier for him to take his back. And I was like, dude, stop. Just stop. stop. All right, that's <laughs> enough on that. I was frustrated. All right.
0: Yeah. Uh, does he the get fight. back in the uh, top 15? What I says? don't know. I think he should. Diego Ferreira lost to so? Gamrat in his last fight. Why not?
1: Okay. Why,
0: Why not? Yeah, no. Why not? I mean, the
1: rankings <laughs> don't matter anyways. <laughs> True, true story. Um, The fight before that, the fight before that, we had Umar Nurmagomedov. Recognize that name versus Nate Manis.
0: Yeah, recognize that name.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Nurmagomedov, uh, fifteen and zero man, fifteen and zero, climbing his way up, doing it the right way. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, Uh, and uh, Manis is not bad. He's a good fighter. This was very impressive from Umar. I mean. Because you think you get the name, right? Your cousin's with Habib, he's in the corner, and you're like, yeah, but is he as good? Just because he's related doesn't mean, you know, like it doesn't always work that way, you know? Um, yeah. Look at, uh, uh, was it Gilbert Burns' little brother? Oh, no. And then you also
1: have um, Figueiredo. Yeah, well, his brother. Figueiredo cool. brothers?
0: Yeah, he but I want to put I him day, up yeah. there
1: with, uh, yeah, with the with God of You know what I mean? The yeah. God of War. Yo,
0: but, yeah but uh yeah umar came in um and it was classic i mean manes just couldn't quite commit to anything because once he did get the takedown it was over no chance of getting up i mean he closed guard i, I maybe he was hoping for a stand up which honestly maybe could have given could have gotten a stand up in this fight um especially in the first round mm-hmm. but uh you know herzog didn't do it but the third round was very fun first two rounds not so fun. Third round, very fun. Nurmagomedov's kicks, man. It's crazy. Yeah, like, and that's
1: the thing where seeing Nurmagomedov versus like a Habib Nurmagomedov where his striking looks just so much uh, more mature. At it's this just point that, lead, his career.
0: It's that lead leg, man. And he switches stances. And with Habib, really with the striking, all you really had to worry about was, the, was that – the the feint on the takedown overhand right, the right hand. drop Connor with right the eagle yep. the eagle punch is what they called it because because of hippie. Be. but uh, with with Umar it's like fucking you're not safe in range because he's gonna take you down and it, even outside of range trying to get in you got to watch out for that right leg dude I mean he's throwing hook kicks he's throwing cheat uh, kicks to the face like he is so you don't normally see that from a wrestler who that kind of dexterity with a leg. Uh yep. you see that from somebody who's been training like Muay Thai their whole life or like Taekwondo their Taekwondo. whole life not yeah but I mean man wh- I mean wh- what did he hit uh Kelleher with in his last fight was it a hook kick on oh, we hurt him it. and then ended up getting the choke I think it was a hook kick I mean the guy's kicks are nasty you got to really worry yeah. about them so Nurmagomedov had a takedown every round a total of
1: 10 minutes of ground control time man. uh uh 30, 26 by one judge, a 3025 oh. by another judge. Uh dude, I, I mean yeah. he doesn't get more he's dominant
0: good. than that. He's good. And he's at, good. He's at, good. At, at Bantamweight, at Bantamweight, there's some very interesting matchups for him. You know, is like he I can't even remember. No, he's not. Uh, but I mean you look at Bantamweight and 15 is Adrian Yanez, and then you got Jack Shore, Sean O'Malley, Frankie Edgar. Let's just retire. Uh Ricky Simone, Pedro Munoz, song in versus Cruz.
1: Frankie Edgar. Let's do it.
0: How dare you, Let's do it. How dare you? Frankie Edgar could just retire now. Or no, fight if, someone if, like Cruz.
1: If you want to get Nurmagomedov's name out there a little bit more, no, why we, not we put him up against doing this. Why not put him up against somebody that has a name, a legend? Morally. <laughs> morally it is awful and it hurts you know what? my heart every time give me sean shelby it. for this podcast now yeah <laughs> he'd be yeah. like let's do it yeah he'd be like you Morals know what we were thinking the out the thing. window
0: <laughs> yeah. we're thinking about That's bringing uh, somebody out for out of retirement uh where's henna brown I mean, why, <laughs> why
1: not why not uh no but yeah dude i definitely want to see him crack into the top 15 because you're right there's a lot of fun fights in there for him uh i i don't I don't know. If we've don't seen, know this seen enough from him.
0: Yeah, I don't. As I see some
1: of these enough. names in the top ten, be like, yeah, toss him in the top ten.
0: But then we got we got some guys like I mean Edgar, uh, and, and Cruz. Really, I mean, what? Why? Yeah, and we'll see what, what Cruz has left in the tank. He has a fight. Hopefully, no? nothing. Yeah, hopefully uh, he tears both his ACLs and he can't uh hey, make dude, it to you the can fight. Get
1: banned from YouTube now.
0: Yeah, how did that comment get me banned? That's crazy.
1: Yeah, so for anybody that follows uh, us <laughs> on Reddit as well, that's what got us banned for a couple of days, that comment right there.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about it in a in a fight upcoming. <laughs> I'm pretty
1: sure, like I said, Cruz is the one that oversees that yeah. uh, on the Reddit page. But anyways, uh, all right, man, anything else on that fight?
0: Not really. I mean, it's classic Nurmagomedov dominance.
1: Yes, sir. The fight we had before that was Chris Curtis versus Rodolfo Vieira.
0: This... Was my favorite fight of the card. I mean, the the main event was number one. (laughs) The main event was incredible. Don't get me wrong, but this fight, I fucking loved it. What a fun fight! Okay. I mean, Chris Curtis, man, how can you not like the guy? And and I picked. I I think uh, by the time the fight started, I think Chris Curtis became the favorite. But when I had checked the day before, he was the underdog, and I was like, no way, man, Chris Curtis. The one thing you can always count on from Chris Curtis is uh his craftiness and his experience and he's one of those rare guys who has a lot of experience but doesn't have a lot of damage yet you know normally it's like the guys towards the end of the career you're like yeah but he's got so much experience let's see what he can pull off but chris curtis can still crack you know but he still has all this experience and we keep seeing it i mean his last three fights uh I've, i'm pretty sure he's been the underdog i mean it's closed with him as the as the favorite, but. I mean, going into the Phil Haas fight, he was a massive underdog. Going into the Brandon Allen yeah. fight, he was an underdog. Going into this one, up until the fight, he was an underdog. But I thought I had this a was terrible a good night of picks. Of I had a really good one.
1: Did you? I had a terrible yeah. night of picks. I lost the Saryukian fight. I, I picked Saryukian. I mean, I picked Rachmanov. Uh, I picked uh, Bodeau. Yeah, not good, dude. You know, I'm not even going to look yeah. for anyone.
0: It's making me sad. I had Armin. I had Rakunov. I had Parisian. I had Moises. I had Nurmagomedov. I had Chris Curtis. I had Olberg. I had uh, Nurin Mecca I had Morozov. I had Durden. I did not have Batista, and I did not have Demopolis. <laughs> I know you didn't have Demopolis. Before we even submitted <laughs> and, anything, I knew you she wouldn't have Demopolis. And she lost that fight. Let's be real. But uh, with this fight... Hey, man. Uh, <laughs> with this fight, Chris Curtis... His combos and his defense, holy shit, man. And they kept saying, like, oh, man, but he's getting cl- he's getting hit clean. No, he was not. Every once in a while, maybe. But, dude, his ability to roll with shots. How Ooh. about this? 20 for 20 on takedown defense. Dude, I, it, it got to the point where, I mean, man, they, they talk about it a lot. Uh, what was the fight that it just happened in? Um, uh, Yeezy versus Glover uh Mm -hmm. glover really likes the single leg and he kept going for it later in the fight and the later the fight goes single legs are much harder to get because they're slipperier especially at uh, not against the cage if they're out in the open and you shoot for a single leg you try to run the pipe but they're just gonna turn around give up their back and then just pull that leg right out because Mm -hmm. they're slippery, right you're sweaty that happened a bunch if you had to switch to the sink or to the double legs chris curtis's ability to sprawl i mean well, Do you see how tired it. they both were at the end when he would sprawl? I mean, at, the, at this point, Chris Curtis did, like, 20 burpees this fight, basically. <laughs> While you know? fighting. While fighting. Like, <laughs> you can see as he's getting up, he's, like, putting his hands on his knees to, like, push That's himself up. <laughs> he's like, <"This> is fucking <laughs> awful. But uh, <clears throat> what a like, game plan right here, for Chris way. Curtis, though. Yeah. What, what, a, what a perfect game plan. To sprawl and brawl, and when you are letting the hands go – you slip that overhand right that he throws and you just left hook to the body over and over and over again because what's Vieta's biggest weakness is his cardio. So you Mm -hmm. just take the gas tank over and over. You defend the takedowns. You make him work harder on the shots than you are in the defense and he will gas out. And Vieta did much better this fight with his cardio. He actually looked pretty good even in the third. Yeah. Until the end of the third. But um, Fantastic performance from Chris Curtis. I enjoyed this fight so much. The thing that I enjoyed, uh, which
1: is probably something a little bit different than most other people watching the fight, was just that I like focusing so much on the takedown defense. Yeah. Because I watching this, uh, Yeda is such a big yeah. middleweight. Dude, a tank. He's huge, dude. Yeah. Um, and so when I'm taking a look at the strength factor, mm. he's known to be a grappler. He's been doing jiu jitsu for such a long time. He, he's one of the biggest jiu jitsu experts within the UFC. Yeah. It uh, doesn't always translate to wrestling takedown ability. Never does. But,
0: about never? But How about I, Mackenzie I loved, Dern, Damian Maya?
1: <laughs> yeah. But, but Chris Curtis did such a good job. So in the first round, he's in pretty deep and he gets the wizard yeah. in on Vieta and he just holds on for dear life with that wizard <laughs> yeah. and he turns his body and he, he explodes mm-hmm. and they both kind of fall. Like, face first on the the mat. And I was like, dude, don't give up the wizard. Don't give up the wizard yet because he's going to turn towards yeah. you and just, like, try to bulldoze you over. And he yeah. held it, held it, held it until V8. It was like, okay, I'm going to have to try something different. Yep. I thought that was super impressive. And then in the uh, second round, uh, he's going for the single leg drag, uh, V8 mm-hmm. is. And it's just, like, the small details, man, because, it w- w- like, when I did a single leg drag on Barry, it was super easy. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I just grabbed the leg. I just put it between my legs, and I turn towards um, the opposite leg as I'm pulling and he, he can't pull his leg out because it's tucked. <laughs> yeah. He goes down against the wall and yeah. <laughs> lo- love Barry, by the way, I miss him. Yeah. Um. But you know, Vieta's is trying to do the exact same thing with a single leg drag. He, he has him up against the cage and he's trying to tuck his leg in between both of his yeah. so that he's not able to, to get it out to and he turns out, yeah. and to pull it out. Um. And just Curtis, like right away, as soon as he felt him trying to tuck it, like he almost like just like, Moves it over to the left side, yeah, and like hooks his his ankle by his other leg, so it, they, he couldn't move it anymore. And yeah. right after that, you saw him release the single leg. So mm-hmm. it's like, dude, this guy just paid so much attention to every little move that Vieta it was doing.
0: Such a good game plan and so well executed. It was phenomenal, man. Yeah, the takedown it, it was down so defense. Good. Literally, I mean, if you if you're fighting a guy like Vieta, what I would say, literally going into it is, takedown defense needs to be top notch, and. Big body shots. Kill that gas tank quicker than he kills it. And you'll and he win. Did both. And it was so perfect. Hold Hodolfo vieira Yeah. Uh, Brendan Allen.
1: Phil <laughs> Hawes. Dude, he's on a little streak, man.
0: I think it's eight fights, nine nine fights.
1: Let me see here. You have uh, one against uh Darren Smith. Uh eight. a couple from other organizations as well, right? Yeah. Uh so yeah, that's crazy, man.
0: Went over uh, Andre Fiallo in PFL.
1: This is uh, the most impressed I've been with Curtis so far.
0: Yeah, I mean, the comeback wins against Allen and and Phil Haas are nice because it's like, oh man, he was getting his ass beat and he comes back and wins. But then this one, I mean, just flawless. What a fantastic performance. How about this?
1: uh, If you were betting some lines in Vegas, uh, plus like 400 and something for this to go to decision. Was it really? Yeah.
0: That's surprising to me.
1: <laughs> Nuts, right? Nuts. All right. You well, uh, <laughs> see. It's 1145 already, so we can get moving here through uh, the rest yeah, of the fight. Yeah, the next
0: few, we won't talk about we'll talk much about the next few anyways.
1: Yep. Uh, so uh, the next fight, Carlos Olberg versus Tafan Chukwi.
0: Yeah. Uh, shout out Lloyd Irvin. Love seeing his fighters get knocked out. <laughs> All these rape apologists, rape supporters. Dang, dude. Dominic That's Cruz, Chukwi.
1: Uh, Sadiq Yusuf you want to explain that a little bit Uh, because for anybody that's just tuning
0: in they're like what is going on yeah I won't get too graphic because the details are graphic but Lloyd Irvin longtime MMA coach jiu-jitsu coach uh, really good jiu-jitsu coach uh, because he runs a cult in Maryland and uh, he and his frat in college uh, uh, rapes a girl sexually assaulted a girl And uh, four of them went to jail. He did not go to jail because his defense was that he couldn't. He tried to, but couldn't because he couldn't keep it up. So it doesn't count. So they acquitted him somehow. That worked. Uh, And then, yeah, later on, his gym. uh, I mean, very good MMA gym. Frank Camacho, Dominic Cruz, um, Ryan Hall. I mean, really good guys. Uh, Sadiq Yusuf, right? Uh, They're all training there and stuff massive exodus and they're like "Oh, i wonder why why did frank macho leave why did ryan hall leave and uh they publicly said why they left and part of it was because two of his students uh also sexually assaulted, assaulted another student uh in a parking lot and instead of defending her because they're all three of his students uh he paid for their legal fees uh for court And it was determined that the video from the parking lot was too blurry, too blurry to positive, uh, positively identify the two students, even though they were all out together drinking that night. And uh, yeah, so and they kept training there. Um, So, yeah, he's a terrible piece of human or a piece of shit human. He also uh, bought the URL to Lloyd dot com and then made that website a self-defense website for females to to combat um, sexual assaults, and did a bunch of crazy marketing, and paid so a he's bunch of money to capitalizing off of it. Well, not just that, he paid like a ton of money for all these marketing agencies and stuff to search engine optimize that website, so that if you looked up Lloyd Irvin rape, you wouldn't see his uh, gang rape that he participated in or his students did. And uh, wow. So that would be at the top, and then you click on that, and it's like, oh, this guy's teaching females how to like fight against uh, sexual assault. So he's a terrible human being. Dominic Cruz is back training there. That's why I got banned from Reddit, because I said he, I wanted him to blow his ACLs out. And then Carlos Olberg knocked out Enchuque and Lloyd Irvin was there in the cage after, looking all disappointed, so that was nice to see. And that's the story. That's intense, man. Nice lead hook from uh, Olberg. Short little <laughs> tight hook. Dropped him early. <laughs> very good timing <laughs> dude
1: uh well i just love the fact that you know he pointed out the fact that he had watched film Long <laughs> winded chukwee would uh parry very often with a oh, lead yeah, jab he said we knew this was gonna so be he, a, yeah he we, i knew that this was gonna be an opportunity so he kind of goes and it looks like he's going for a jab and he mm-hmm. very slowly turns it into a small yeah. hook it's and beautiful. even visping was like for anybody that says that a jab isn't a significant strike yeah <laughs> like let him see this you know and then as you watch the footage over again because it looks so much like a jab yeah yeah you see just a small adjustment made for it to become a hook dude it was a beautiful beautiful shot yeah
0: and then just stayed on all right a lot of people shit on Oberg for his debut uh kind of got careless and then got finished right but i mean the guy is clearly so talented oh so yeah talented. for sure also uh, uh, that was uh,
1: against uh in as well
0: yeah yeah also um uh, put this in the private chat, Rich. If you could pull this image up, that would be great. Did you see – so, in, I mean, in the crowd for an Apex card for Olberg, you have Izzy, you have uh, Brad Riddell, you have Volkanovski. Like, you have, like, all the guys, right? And they're yeah. watching it. And Volkanovski's sitting, like, a seat behind Izzy. And Izzy's, oh, like, I leaning in. That. Izzy blocking – Volkanovski trying to watch his boy win by knockout. But Izzy just consistently getting in the way. And Volkanovski trying to, like, look over him was so funny oh there it is right there <laughs> you can see right over izzy's shoulders volkanovsky trying trying so hard to <laughs> you know what this reminds me of will uh, uh just
1: like being in jujitsu and we're rolling and then like professor trying to show us something and me being behind you and me like trying to see like dude i can't miss this move you know what i mean yeah uh, but yeah. that's exactly what it feels like i feel for volkanovsky it's so, here
0: it's so funny dude there's a bunch that of pictures awesome. too. There's like, it was like a whole clip of, of him just like, and he's like angling and stuff because he's watching his boy fight. And, and Volkanovski just can't see anything.
1: Hey, pick better see you next time, Volkanovski, You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, let's put him in front of the Sit guy next who's to the middleweight champion.
1: <laughs> awesome. All right, man. Yeah. Uh, anything else on that fight? No. Happy to see Olberg get the win. Happy to see Nchikui lose. All right. We had uh, Norden Becky versus brown before that nord becky versus brown dude wild
0: yeah. wild exchanges start off the fight this fight looked like a one fc fight and what also, i mean by that is uh where was usada <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> I, mean? <laughs> I mean this dude is jacked and has cardio for three rounds like come on what's happening yeah it, dude that was
1: nuts and uh, you'll see on some of the pictures as uh, Rich is putting them through, but there's so many exchanges where both of them are landing at the exact same time. Yeah, dude, look at this shot here, Norman Becky a great fight. with a solid left. But uh, it, it was a very exciting fight. Uh, this might be my number two fight of oh, the yeah? night. Will, yeah, Hi, yeah, yeah, uh, dude, I love that the main event. I really did. I thought it was yeah. just such a technical fight, but this uh, yeah. was second up there with uh, Curtis and Vieira being my third fight of the night. I was,
0: yeah, I would swap it. <laughs> I would put this at my third i like it i like it but yeah but uh, great grappling exchanges from both of them yeah Just sweeps reversals takedowns and then both of them cracking on the feet
1: northern becky seemed a little too comfortable with his chin
0: maybe a little too much confidence because
1: there's sometimes times where like he would throw a left hook and miss and instead of yeah. like guarding right away and maybe like ducking out like he would mm-hmm. then throw a slow back fist like slow yeah. back fist and then Brown would capitalize and land a couple big shots. And I'm like, hey, what are you <laughs> doing? So he's like, he knew he was going to get shit. And he's like, Hey, let me just, let me see if I can just throw this and see if it, it lands, you know? Yeah. Um, but it was a very I mean, fun fight either way.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough to say he's going to make that adjustment going forward. Cause this is close to his 50th pro fight, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'll, I'm very excited to see his next one. Cause
1: I mean, look at this shot reflects.
0: right here, both yeah. landing
1: at the exact same times. It, it was a fun fight. It was a fun yeah, fight very fun um are we ready to move on <laughs> yeah might as well all right uh we also had mirazo versus baiva
0: fantastic fight also very good yeah, fight it was a fun fight
1: yeah i wouldn't say it broke into my top
0: three though no but i would say it maybe it was in my top four top yeah hey,
1: but if any listeners out there <laughs> it was in my top 10 for sure yeah uh, but if <laughs> any listeners out there you know disagree with the way that we rank our fights, like I'd want to see which fights you like the most, like which one was the most exciting fight for you? Which yes. one was the second most exciting? I'm just curious just to see which fights people enjoy uh, versus like the ones that we, we enjoy. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Paiva in this one cracked him early with that overhand right and then just uh, only tried to throw that going forward. And Morozov was able to make adjustments. That left hook, man. I, I told you, remember I told you last episode, the left hook in MMA is, is going to become, I mean, this is it. The left hook is, yep. is going to take over. Uh, people are starting to realize it now. And, and you Morozo know why, with Will? That le- small gloves. People are- no, no,
1: Rich, <laughs> can you go over to the next picture, please? Look at Paiva's right my, hand. Yeah. <laughs> this is why. This is why. Yeah. We have a lot of orthodox fighters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so many fighters are not guarding with their right hand. They'll throw a yeah. left, or they'll throw and extend with the right, and they just—it's almost like they wait for a counter,
0: you know. Well, so- it's, it's because no one's, no one's really been throwing. Hooks have been a reactionary thing in MMA for a long time with just the check hook. That's why everybody talks about the check hook. DC calls every lead hook a check hook because I don't know, I don't know why he does that, but they're not, they're not all <laughs> check. Hooks. I don't know. Yeah, but now people are starting to realize, oh, this opening is there always. I can just throw this. And then as soon as they start guarding it, you just dig it to the liver. And then as soon as they start guard- guarding that, you just go back up top or you double up on it. Like, um, I mean, we had Adrian Yanez last week. We had uh, Jack Della do it. We had uh, Olberg do it. And now Morozov. I mean, the lead hook is becoming a very dangerous weapon. And if you notice, calf kicks have kind of started to dwindle. They're not nearly as devastating as they were for like those first couple months.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is... uh. I think people are just picking it up a lot more, and people are responding mm-hmm. with the hard, the heart straight right, you know, yeah. whenever people are throwing calf kicks. So <laughs> there's a counter to it. There yeah. is. Um, and it's just like the evolution, right? Everything and goes through always, stages. People will yeah. adjust to the lead left hook, and they're going to go to something else. That's just the yep. way it is. That's a beautiful thing about the sport. It just never stops evolving, man. Yeah.
0: But I love lead hooks. So I'm very happy that this is the new <laughs> meta. <laughs>
1: All right, man. Um, and we have uh, the last fight it. that we're going to cover. We're going to uh, skip Cody Durden versus JP Baez. Uh, and we're going to go to Mario Batista versus Brian Kelleher.
0: Yeah, I picked this one because I thought Kelleher was just going to pressure wrestler wrestler uh, fight this whole time. And then he didn't at all. And Batista looked fantastic. Dude, Thanks. lateral movement. Did such a good yeah. job of uh, cutting Kelleher off and
1: pinning him up against the cage. And uh, the thing is that Batista does this, man, like, He'll get people pinned up against the cage. And right when you're in that perfect spot, spinning, spinning heel kick.
0: Or, yep. like, he'll throw
1: something a little bit wild where you don't have very much space and move, uh, room to move around. And that's how he ends up landing a lot of those, man. But, dude, uh, yeah, he, he did such a good job on top. And the thing
0: that I liked about him is super patient. Super patient yeah. when he was in top control. Dude, that, that step over to mount, oh, my God. It was so good. It looked violent. Like, how do you violently pass? <laughs> <laughs> you know and then he did and then keller was like i guess i'll just give up my back and turn up and then and, and try to get up and then yeah that's no one of like, my okay. notes i put down his
1: transition to full man was perfect man i i, I thought again yeah. just the timing right mm-hmm. he, he he got up there and he wasn't scrambling just trying to throw all kinds of wild shots or you know yeah. getting himself out of bad position so it was a p- position before submission making keller think a lot more and just picked his his perfect spots and look at that that was tight yeah. man.
0: it was tight and how many times do you have to tap to end the fight. I thought it was just once. <laughs> I was trying to tap like four different times and Herb Dean was just like, you know, is he in on the choke? <laughs> like, Jesus oh, Christ. Man. Rough, rough. But yeah, that rough. was it, man.
1: Uh, I know that you don't want to cover Vanessa Demopolis, Um, so we'll skip that.
0: Yeah, I it was a fighter. clear 29-28 for Jenny uh, Fry. It is what but it hey, is. Man. It is what it is. And I guess she's yeah. going to
1: turn that into her thing now, jumping up and... How funny with, is it that
0: uh, Bisping just... <laughs> Didn't even hold her up either. Yeah, he like shoved her off. <laughs> like, well, because like, well, when she jumped up onto Joe, Joe like he had the interview arm around her with the mic, and then also with the left hand like under her legs to like hold her up, you know. Yeah, Bisping's <laughs> literally just holding the mic, and his left arm is just like down, and she's like, having "No." To, but like, the best is like
1: <laughs> at the end where she's like laughing, like ha ha ha, and like tries to go and yeah. give him a five, and he like he's like, "Nah." <laughs> he yeah. Like, did you notice that he like shows her hand away walks away it was so yeah. funny dude oh yeah.
0: man uh fun night so of so fights. Shout, out Bru- shout out uh bruce buffer we didn't talk about the cody durden fight but when he announced the winner of that fight he called him Corey durden which was hilarious oh poor cory durden dude
1: there was yeah. another one too where he apologized he later <laughs> yeah where he said something something California. florida did you hear that <laughs> I'm just old man Fighting out of California, excuse me. <laughs>
0: he said it, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's fantastic." He's yeah. such a professional man. Like He's like, "I don't, I don't like the apex." Where's the other guy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where's Joe? Where's yeah. Joe Martinez? All right, <laughs> man. Uh, do we have a moment of silence?
0: Um. Yeah, not that many. Uh, Ulam Bekov was supposed to fight Tyson Nam, and Ulam Bekov got injured. That would have been fun. And uh, Tim Elliott versus Amir Al Bazi also got pulled. Would have been a good one too always always down for a thamelia scrap Tamiliot yeah do sign me up whenever
1: yeah.
0: uh oh bonuses bonuses uh we got uh fight of the night was Armin sarukian versus matush gamrat obviously great fight uh yep. performance bonuses went to Rachmanov for his second round guillotine. team uh parisian for his uh beatdown his comeback yeah <laughs> uh, and moises for his one-armed rear naked choke
1: yeah man i would love to get it. For Bautista to get one too for the finish, yeah, you know, Olber to get one for the finish. Let's. I mean, to go out there and drop a guy with like the first punch. Doing you throw. that, <laughs> Let's just start doing that UFC. You finish yeah. somebody, you get a bonus. You want exciting fights? Get bonuses out for finishes. We're yeah.
0: good. No more show and win money. Just no extra extra bonuses for for finishes. It's crazy to me that they they're still standing by the yeah, but the win money is to incentivize them to fight harder. No, it it incentivizes them to fight safe. Again, give another a meeting,
1: we'd be kicked yeah. out of really quick.
0: Yeah, like as soon as when we finally do go to an event with our press passes and we and we go to like a post fight press conference and ask questions, we're just gonna get banned like first one. Oh, more than likely. <laughs> yeah, more than likely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Shortly, what it is. but it's okay. <laughs> get banned from TikTok, Reddit, UFC. We're not selling. So. <laughs> <We're not> sell- <laughs> we say that right now. We're gonna go over there, and look at the camera sure. as we ask the questions. Be like Dana White. Um. How do you do such a good job paying all your fighters? Do
0: you, do you ever think about how? <laughs> do you ever think about how remarkable it is that you were able to build this sport from, wh- from where it was when you bought it? <laughs> Just biggest sellouts in history. <laughs> yeah. That's basically all what right. the questions are now. True. True. it's, it's so
1: funny. All right. Uh, what do we have going on next week? I think we already said Brad uh, Brad Riddell is fighting.
0: Uh yeah, <clears throat> is that already next week? It is. That's crazy. Is it? I think so, right? July 2nd? Yeah. UFC 276. Week, Adesanya versus Canonier. What a great poster. Finally, UFC is doing good posters. Uh, Volkanovski versus Max Holloway. Fantastic. Oh, yes. Yeah,
1: so you're right. You're right. Next week is UFC 276. I thought it was a fight night with Rydell.
0: No, Rydell's on the card. He is on the card? Yeah. They got. I, don't know uh, why I
1: thought it was going to be a fight night.
0: Mm. Sean Strickland versus Alex Bejeta. Fantastic to have them both fight on the same card as Izzy because the turnaround time is going to be perfect for the next title shot. Yeah. Uh, and you got to do number one. That's a number one contender fight, in my opinion. Uh, Pedro Munoz versus Sean O'Malley. Uh, Brad Riddell versus Jalen Turner's fantastic. Robbie Lawler versus Bam Bam Barbarena, Ian Gary versus Gabe Green. Cowboy versus Jim Miller. Uriah Hall versus Andre Mooney's. Uriah Hall's about to get subbed. Jessica I versus <laughs> The Future, Macy Barber. Uh, Brad Tavares, Brad Tavares versus Duplessis. Oh, I love Duplessis. Duplessis. Man. Oh, yeah. and
1: dude, and last girl. but not least, yeah. Jessica Rose Clark. Dude, sign me up, man. Take dude, my how about, and I know about, I know, she's on the prelims, but still take yeah. my money,
0: dude. How <laughs> about every single fight on this card is good? The, I know. The, one, the one fight that was bad, they just pulled it off yesterday.
1: Was uh, uh, Julija Stolyarenko, take, the one that fell off the uh,
0: the, the way the scale, in, yeah. It was right, the scale. This was supposed Uh, to be Misha Tate versus Lauren Murphy, and they pulled it last night. And it literally everyone's like, oh man, what's gonna be my bathroom break now?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's messed up, man. What a great card, Uh, though. Yep, it's a fantastic card, top to bottom. Uh, What's your sleeping fight? uh, Tuning into this one, the sleeper fight on this one. I like uh, Tavares Rush's Duplessis. Me too, yeah. I really like that one a lot. I'm looking forward to Cerrone versus Miller because uh, I, yeah. I have a feeling that uh, Cerrone is going to lay the gloves down after this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I, I, I'm really R- – Riddell versus the, Turner uh, is
0: fantastic.
1: That, that one's really good too, but I'm really That's interested to see headliner. Ian Gary because uh, he continues hmm. moving up uh, on the prelim. You know, yeah. you know, like he starts off the prelim and kicks off the prelims, and he's moving up on the card because uh, yep. this guy is a superstar in the making. Um Actually. Dude, Oh, I mean, come on. Fucking Robbie Lawler versus Barbara. I know, dude. On the prelims? How can that one not be? I mean, it's not a sleeper, really, because everybody knows Lawler versus Barbarino is going to be a, a barn burner. Yeah. But how much does Robbie Lawler still have left in him to make this a barn burner? I don't know. What
0: uh, Are they going to... They're going to have to... Because Murphy versus Tate got pulled from the main card. Uh, and right now, in Tapology they only have four fights on the main card. So maybe Lawler versus Barbarina will open up the pay-per-view or Riddell versus Turner will. I, I would If I was UFC, I'd yeah. put... Lawler versus Barbarina to open the pay per view, and then you keep uh, Dell versus Turner for the prelim headliner. But we'll see. Because you can't do a hey, four and- fight pay per view.
1: Hey, Rich, Rich Casual, do you have a? Uh, do you have Dungeons and Dragons next weekend? Next Saturday night.
0: Uh, it's every Saturday, sir. But oh shit! You know, maybe I can make a uh, an exception for Volkanovsky. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was,
1: I was gonna say, man, uh, if you want to come over.
0: And uh, oh, actually, no, I'm kidding. It's every other weekend, so uh, I think the schedule may be open. I'll get back it to you. It was meant to be, it's a it was
1: meant to be. Yeah,
0: let's do it's this. Fight.
1: Mindy will be out of town, get the guys over here, <laughs> you know, watch some fights. Why not? Why not grill uh, a little bit?
0: It's a good card, too.
1: Yeah, so for uh, anybody that wants to continue talking fights with us, please like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, it goes a long way. Again, we're climbing slowly climbing into 2000 subscribers, but I feel like it's going to happen uh, sooner rather than later. Considering that since may, you know uh, we we've started gaining a lot of traction. So uh, and yep. thank you for the support uh, Spotify breaker podcast, radio, public Google podcast, Apple podcast, anchor FM, all of them places where you can uh, find Everywhere. podcasts. You can find our podcast as story of the fight. Super easy.
0: Yep. And uh, on social media, it's at story of the fight on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Reddit, give me three days on Reddit uh and uh have some caution with tiktok
1: <laughs> dude i can't promise anything because you see yeah. the type of shit that i like to post yeah <laughs> it, it, i like when you said I, I forgot what the video was you sent some video to me you're like dude is this the type of stuff you're posting on tiktok oh, that's gonna make was, us And i was like 100
0: that's it exactly two guys it, was. That, it was two guys that didn't have arms fighting that's what it was that's what it was yeah because yeah, in a I sanctioned think- fight it wasn't like a street it wasn't like
1: no 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 hey we're not animals, okay? I yeah. want to post all
0: these street fights. And anybody who talks shit about sanction, stop being ableist. You know, if they want to fight, they want to
1: fight. Exactly, dude. At least, at least they're doing it in a controlled environment, and they're getting paid. Exactly. for Exactly, exactly. Hopefully, we don't know that part. <laughs> all right, all right. Hey, another solid week, man. Another solid week yep. of fights.
0: Looking forward to next card. Next card's gonna be fun.
1: A lot of up, uh, up and coming fighters. Uh, a, a lot of you know young talent. Um, my first Dungeons and Dragons this weekend, dude. It's it's gonna be hard to talk.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Awesome. Oh, hey, by the way, this podcast produced by Richard Bustos. In case you didn't know, Richard Casual. Shout out to him, everybody. Thanks for listening. To another week of Story of the Fight. Shout out, Richard.